Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Mitch and Al Radio. This is a half hour of Tom where we talk about the latest happenings in professional wrestling. We talk about classic things in professional wrestling. We try to have a little bit of fun. This is more than just a discussion. I'm Mitch Nicholson, and I'm joined by Al N. Jackson. How you doing, Al? I am awesome, Mitch. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing pretty good myself. Did you watch Raw this past week? I sure did. I I thought it was a good Raw. Better than last week, I thought. Yeah, it's... They're doing better with the Ambrose Rollins feud, I think. I love where he opened up the Money in the Bank briefcase and got squirted with that slime or whatever. I thought that was a good part. I still think they're doing a good job with the authority. Do you? I... I don't know. It's a lot you of focus on that. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't mind it, but I was having this discussion the other day with some guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think about it? Like right now, these guys are battling, and Brock Lesnar and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on. And I don't know of anybody that's even challenging for that. I mean, what do you think about this Brock Lesnar absence? Oh well. <clears throat> I, I was glad at least they had Paul Heyman on there. I mean, what if he didn't come on there, that would have been really bad. I mean, he is a champion, so he should be getting more time. Than, I mean, it seems like he's not the champion, but I still like what's going on with the Rollins-Ambrose feud. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it, it does make a big void there without Lesnar, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The Rollins-Ambrose feud is really exciting, and especially Dean Ambrose. He knows how to make any promo good. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. You mentioned the green goo thing. Was that a little too corny? or? <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of corny, but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do when you're the PG show or whatever. Yeah, I was talking to other people about this the other day. And I, w- I came to the realization that if anybody else did that, I would have found it corny. If John Cena did yeah. that, I would have been complaining, like, oh, this is terrible. Why are we seeing this yeah. on our TV? But I <laughs> guess, gets away with it, though. Yeah, well, I think he pulls it off better. I don't know if anybody could pull it off as well, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like him just, a lot. He, he makes it likable. I don't know. He's just good with that character. Yeah. I mean, do you like the corny stuff in wrestling? Uh, well, a big part of me misses the attitude era of wrestling. I got I I can't lie to you. I, I I miss the the good attitude era where they pushed pushed the envelope. Yeah. But yeah, it was a little corny. But like you said, Ambrose can get away with it. But I don't guess they're gonna change it well, the way it is. Well, we'll get back to Ambrose and Rollins and all that's going on there, but let's let's stick on this corny issue for a second. You know, okay. the, the green goo is kind of like okay, whatever, you know, and and Ambrose pulls it off, but in whole new levels of corny, we've got bunnies and hornswoggle and gator costumes and and yeah. the Reverend Jesse Jackson. What what exactly is going on there? Can you explain this to me? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I have an explanation or not. Do you think the bunny is a good idea for wrestling? No, I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't mind him so much as long as it leads to something. But I mean, they're they're listing bunny the bunny as an actual character, yeah. and he's wrestling. And if there's somebody beneath the mask that's going to be an awesome reveal, 
Now, maybe we uh, need to get to that sooner than later. What do you think of the triple threat match between Miz and Dolph Ziggler and uh, Cesaro? Oh, okay. Now you're getting into some good wrestling. Yeah, that that was a good <laughs> moment of wrestling. Uh, I, yeah. I think Cesaro is on a hot streak of hot. Well, I think all those guys have great moments in their career right now. I, I can't yeah. I can't see a bad Cesaro match at this point. Did you? Watch? And we even got a uh, Damian Sandow match. Yeah, yeah. So Damian Sandow's getting ring time. Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. other guys are it's just a great pairing of guys, and it looks like they flipped them because you know at Night of Champions, Miz challenged Ziggler for the IC title, but now Miz is challenging Sheamus, it looks like, because uh, Miz Dow has been wrestling with them, and Cesaro yeah. is flipped, and now he's challenging for the IC title. I mean, are they just getting lazy with their storytelling at WWE? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> but, I mean, at least we're getting some good good wrestling from those guys. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's it, it's leading to awesome wrestling matches. So if all they're doing is yeah. like, well, why don't we just erase this and you know move this guy over here, copy and paste, and boom, we can do the same thing for another month. Well, with those guys, yeah, because I've always been a guy where talking on the microphone's all good and entertaining, but you know, give me a good wrestling match any day. Did you see the spot where I'm trying to remember who exactly did what to who? I, I think Cesaro tried to monkey flip. Uh, the Miz, and he crotched the Miz in the process. Uh, yes, against, yes, I saw that. Yeah, against Dolph Ziggler. They normally do <laughs> and the that. Miz sold it perfectly. Yeah, they normally do that under the bottom rope. And I, I was once again, I was talking about this with other people the other day, and I was complaining about how they do that all the time. It doesn't even look all that realistic. But then all of a sudden, yeah. you put it to a guy's head in their crotch, and it's like that's <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yep, I agree. Do you think there will be any? IC or U.S. title changes anytime soon? You can't ever tell here lately. Maybe there will be. Maybe there won't. I mean, I would like to see. I would like to see Dolph have a good run. All those guys are worthy of it, so it could go to anybody at this point. Well, the one guy in the mix that probably doesn't get talked about as much is Damian Mizdow. Do you think at any point he'll somehow flip this into a championship ring? I really hope so. I'm pulling for the guy. I really am. I. I mean. He deserves a lot more than what he's been given. He's he's got talent. I don't see why he doesn't deserve a good push. I, I think he does. Yeah, he's super talented. He turns everything he, he has really into is. gold. <clears throat> there was uh, what happened last night. He got uh, the Miz lost the match and he battled uh, being in the figure four leg lock. Well, Monday night, not last night. And yeah. Afterwards, The Miz, when the match was over, rolled out to the outside, and he's selling his hurt leg. And then uh, Damian uh, Mizdow comes up right next to him, and he's selling the hurt leg with him. It, I don't know. Yeah. This whole character method actor thing, I think, is just brilliant with him. Well, when I seen him selling the leg, I was like, really? Are you serious? But it works with his character. And I, I, you know, I was laughing at it, so. He should fight Miz eventually. That's naturally where this should lead, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where it will lead. I think him and Miz will eventually feud. i got to throw out what I think was the best uh, line of the night from Raw. I love when uh, the security came out, when uh, Ambrose was in the ring, and he said, Are you guys really security? Weren't you Rosebuds last week? Oh yeah, I that was pretty good. <laughs> well, that was uh, Jamie Noble and what's the other guy's name? Joey Mercury, and they've yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't been wrestlers, full time wrestlers in a while. 
But good Jamie Noble. Yeah. Oh, I used to love Jamie Noble. Remember when he was like when he was wrestling in WWE and he was the real country hit guy, Jamie Noble. Yeah. And yeah. Remember Nidia? Yeah. Yeah. He had Nidia with him. Yeah. I could wrestle. Yeah, and Nidia I don't think was too bad of a female wrestler, but he was just like this big hick redneck, and he was so happy to have a hot chick around him all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good old West Virginia boy. Now we got Heath Slater to represent our state up in there. That's right. Well, let's move on to... Do you want to do a skit right now? I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. Okay, we got a really funny segment to do later. I think it's going to be really funny, but we're going to do a serious discussion. This is a side thing that we're going to do for the show, and it is a topic brought to us by Al Jackson, Al N. Jackson, and he's going to lead a discussion, and we're titling this simply Favorite Match. How does this work, Al? It works pretty simply. I am going to throw a name out there. It could be a wrestler right now. It could be an old-school wrestler. And when I name, when I throw the wrestler out, you got to tell me what your favorite match is of theirs, just off the top of your head. Okay, okay. So you're going to challenge me, tell me what my favorite match is, and I seriously have no idea who you're going to tell me right now. And yes. Then, and then I assume you're going to you're going to fill me in with what you think is this person's favorite or best match. Oh, of course. Okay, okay. Well, hit me with it. Who do you have in mind? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Okay. Yeah. There's a ton of great Chris Jericho matches we <laughs> yeah. can talk about. Uh, I mean, he had, uh, you know, I missed a lot of his run in 2008 when he was feuding with Shawn Michaels, so I want to tell people that I'm handicapped. There's a lot of great matches that I just really wasn't watching wrestling at that time, so I apologize mm-hmm. if I'm leaving anything out of there. And I think he feuded with CM Punk at that point, and Jeff Hardy was in the mix. Just So yeah. I, I apologize for those couple years, 2008 to 2010, because I, I just don't have any any experience watching that. So my experience comes from earlier 2000s, and, uh, you know, the ECW days, WCW days. Yeah. I, I think early WWE was his, you know, his prime to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a one tag match that he talks about all the time that's a forgotten tag match that I, I'm going to throw out here. I don't know if this is his favorite, his, his best match, but it was a great match by all four of these guys. And it's forgotten, and you'll know why when I tell you who's in the match. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple... Or, sorry, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H versus Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. And Chris Benoit... Oh, wow. Yeah, this is the reason that is a forgotten match. But I'll throw this out there because it's a fantastic match. Uh, It was iconic because it was the match that Triple H tore his quad in. So you get a chance to go watch this on YouTube, you know, look it up. You're not going to really find it on WWE Network because it's a Raw match and they're not going to, like, advertise this one simply because of Chris Benoit. But, I mean, do you remember that? That was an iconic match at the time before Benoit's death, of course. Yeah. But it was iconic because Triple H tore his quad in the middle of the ring trying to, you know, hit somebody with a, a sledgehammer. And then Triple H, being the beast that he is, goes outside, and there's supposed to be a spot where Chris Jericho puts the walls of Jericho onto Triple H on the announce table. And, of course, Jericho knows something that's wrong, and he always talks about it, how he just kind of was like, you okay, you okay? And Triple H is like, just do it. (laughs) And so, Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't. I could go on and on about that match. It's so exciting. All four guys were top notch. When you go to watch it, it is exciting from start to finish, and it, yeah. it it really changed the face of the company because from Triple H, he was out for nine months, 
and The Rock was already out making movies at this point. So that really left only Stone Cold as the top star in the company. So guys like Jericho yeah. and Ben Wall, who are ready for their comeuppance, they really got inserted into those main event slots soon. So that was an opportunity. And, you know, we also saw guys like Angle and Lesnar come in within the following year or so, and they got opportunities probably a lot faster as well. But, okay, I'll stop talking because that's probably my favorite match. And no, I'll let, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll let that's you. That's a you real talk. good choice. Yeah, okay, what um, would you choose? When I say this, I was going to be like, that's what everyone says. But, I mean, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Um, uh, which WrestleMania was? I, I believe it was, don't tell me, um, 21, I think. I think it was 19, uh, actually. You might be right. Um, it was in Seattle, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, I'm thinking what it's 19. It might, it might be 21. It's 19 or 21. I mean, those guys went out there and put on a show. I, I, that that was the match of that WrestleMania, in my opinion. Those guys went out there and stole the show. Yeah, that was that was a fantastic one. I remember that, and that was my favorite match of that WrestleMania that year. Yeah, but Jericho, I mean, you could you could talk all day. That guy has had some classics. Yeah, and I I hate it that right now he's you know he just finished up his three month run. It was mainly about the Wyatts, and I, you know I felt like it was not a great run initially, but at the end he ended awesome. He had that cage yeah, match a couple weeks back, and then he did that Night of Champions match against Randy Orton, which to me was you know it was fighting with another match or two for being a show stealer. And, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's at the point now where if he gave him another month or two, he'd probably be just delivering classic upon classic. But, you know, he's he's a rock star, so he's got to go tour. That's right. But I, I think he's hinted at online that this absence won't be as long as previous absences have been. Like, we might see him by the end of the year, December or so, he might be returning. I, I, yeah. Yeah, even if it's a, a little bit of an absence, which it will be a little bit of an absence, I don't think it's going to be like six months to a couple of years before we see him again. Mm-hmm. One of the greats. I, I, I agree totally. Well, let's talk about another event that happened on Raw, and that is an international incident. We're talking about the big show coming out and desecrating the pride of Vla- Vladimir Putin. Where he, he pulled down Rusev's Russian flag. Are, were you outraged? Oh, was I ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> Putin's um, your boy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, big show. Wasn't he supposed to be retired? Eh, he's off and on retired. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he gets fired like every year, anyways. I mean, it's just yeah, his job's always in jeopardy. I guess go USA. Yeah, I, I like this angle. I think I'll like it better than when Mark Henry was challenging Rusev. I don't know. I think I like the Mark Henry better. I don't know. The, ma- the matches didn't turn show. out that great with Rusev, though, with Mark Henry. I, I guess Mark Henry and Bo Dallas had a match here recently. Yeah, were you excited about Bo Dallas upsetting Mark Henry? Oh, uh, I was on my feet. You know, you know, Bo's my boy. I, I actually like Bo Dallas. I think he's funny, but you know, he's settling into that annoying heel, and the crowd is getting behind booing him. Did well, you, that's what a heel's supposed to do. Did you, did you watch the rematch on main event? No, I didn't. Well, I, I did, and if you get a chance, go and watch it. It's it's a, like a four or five minute just beat down of Bo Dallas, Mark Henry. Really? Yeah, he's being brutal, and he's like, I I don't feel inspired, and he's like beating on him and yelling on him the whole time, and it actually ends in disqualification <laughs> because Henry is just just being brutal to him, and the ref does a five count on him in the corner, and and he won't let up. 
So he <laughs> so he gets count disqualified, which means Dallas technically won two nights in a row. Wow. Yeah, it, it was a fun little match. And then afterwards, when Henry realized, like, that's another loss to Bo Dallas, he goes and does two World's Strongest Slams to Bo Dallas. And the crowd in Milwaukee is awesome because they're chanting one more time to him. The crowd wasn't really yeah. liking Bo Dallas that night. <laughs> no, they, they never are. <laughs> but that means Mark Henry is going to be this brutal, vicious heel. He's going to be taking out people and saying, that's what I do. So it, that's got to yeah. be better for him, right? Yeah, he's either that... That heel or or the good guy, he just flips back and forth. Yeah, and he's at a Which point. I got, like I said a couple good. weeks ago, I, I kind of like him better as a face, but that's just me. He does it well because he's that tough guy, and it works. Like sometimes when Sheamus is a baby face, which he is now, he just seems like a bully, and I'm like, wait, why am I cheering for this guy? But Henry, I really yeah. like. Yeah, likable. It seems like he has he has real cause whenever he he fights somebody. Right. I don't know. I, I like the guy. He's a good guy. Before we get on to our comedy skit of the night, Hulk Hogan made a special appearance, and he went pink. So Rocking you, the pink. That's right. Do you think Hulk Hogan looks good in pink? Of course. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Exactly. Well, we're going to get a lot of pink over the next month, and that, of course, is uh, WWE's support of the Susan G. Coleman Foundation and their fight against breast cancer. So, right. is Hulkamania going to help cure breast cancer? If Hulkamania can't cure breast cancer, what, what can you? I mean, that's my look on it. If Hulkamania does kill breast cancer, can can we use it to direct it at Ebola? Because that's pretty weird right now. It's it's dangerous. <laughs> that's right. Just having take out every bad disease out there. Well, yeah, we might need his help. The CDC needs to somehow, like, cure the... The Hulk Hogan antibodies and take that injected into every American, and then, then we'll, we'll we'll defeat terrorism. That's right. I mean, it it took out Andre the Giant. Exactly. Right. If he can body slam Andre the Giant, he can body slam breast cancer. You better believe that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's switch gears a little bit right now, and we're gonna do our next skit. And this really is a skit. We're gonna do a dueling promo today you're going to take on a promo of your choice from history i'm going to take on a promo of my choice from wrestling history and we're going to try to see who does a better job of recreating these classic promos do you want to kick this off yes yes i do and this is going to be quite a task i'm going to be tackling the post-match royal rumble 1992 rick flair speech Mm. I'm not going to go into, I mean, every word. I'm just going to try to do it some justice. So are you ready? Yeah, you're doing this from memory, aren't you? Yeah, straight from memory. Okay, well, let's see how you do. All right. With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. All these years you're saying you're going to be number one. The only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one. When you are the king of the WWF, you rule the world. There you go. <laughs> I, think, I think that was pretty awesome. <laughs> what do you think about that, folks? Yeah, if anybody, out there want, if anybody out there wants to leave a comment for us and tell us what you think about Al Jackson 
as Ric Flair from the <laughs> classic Royal Rumble, let us know. But we got one more, and that's me, Mitch Nicholson. Right. Just for laughs. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, mine's going to be a little bit longer. I don't have this memorized. I'm going to have to read it. If you follow my writing, you know every Friday or Saturday, just depending on when it gets, gets posted, for TJR Wrestling, I do a classic promo of the week. And last week, I did it of Scott Steiner's famous math promo. And if you if you, yeah. never, if you never heard this before, you might want to pause it, go look at that up, Scott Steiner math, you'll find it. Uh, but here is me trying to recreate that. And we will see if I can do it any sort of justice, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. You know they say that all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got 50-50 chance of winning, but I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best to beat me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. You see... The three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning, but I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows that he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and one-third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning and it goes one on one and then add the 66 and two third percent chance. <laughs> I got, I got a 141 and two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. See, I'm gonna break it down for you ladies. Would you rather be with me or would you rather be with Joe? Okay, and that's when the the, the announcer responds, yeah. but I'll cut it off right there. Awesome. <laughs> it was it's very confusing. Even when you're reading it in front of you, it's very easy to stumble because it's like, okay, some of this just makes no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew Steiner was such a mathematician? I'm telling you, he's he's on brilliant levels of astrophysics that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Scott Steiner. Okay, so if anybody listens to this and you want to put out your comments, your thoughts about who who is the better Ric Flair or Scott Steiner, who did better at their promo, hit us up. I, I This gets posted at MitchNicholson.com. You can put the comments below. Let us know what you Leave think. Leave a comment. That's right. Leave a comment. Let us know who is better at promos, you know, or at least who yeah. is better at copying a famous promo. <laughs> or if you want to leave a, leave a comment of, a promo you'd like us to do, we're you know we're more than willing to tackle it. Yeah, I kind of like this idea. I, I get a lot of promo recommendations for my articles on the writing, and I, I, this is the first time we just randomly thought, well, let's just do one, see how it sounds. And I think I think That's this right. is a pretty good good, good skit right here. <laughs> That's right, I like it. Okay, we got about five more minutes on this show, so let's talk about Alicia Fox. Okay. <laughs> no, well, well, let's talk about Divas Wrestling, though. But Alicia Fox Be did quiet. pin AJ Lee Monday night on Raw. You know, th- Does that mean Alicia Fox is getting a title shot, or is this just simply a, a way to get Paige back to challenging her again? I don't know. I, I, I mean, how long has Alicia Fox been around? She's... I don't know. Years, I guess. Yeah, so maybe maybe she deserves a title shot. Maybe they're pushing her a little bit, but uh, I never really I mean, thought AJ, of her. AJ needs some new opponents. 
Yeah, how long can you keep doing AJ and Paige? I mean, there's got to be some resolution. One of them has to exactly. beat the other, and the other one has to get out of the title picture for a little bit. Right. I, I'm, I'm I'm all fine with Alicia Fox getting a push. I think she she's a good wrestler and she she's a hard worker, so I'm all for that. Now she was in the Funkadactyls with Cameron. Am I right, or am I missing mixing people up? I'm pretty sure you're right. Yes. See, I always thought of Cameron as the better wrestler between them, but it doesn't seem like Cameron gets as much attention. Which sucks because I think Cameron's really good. I think she could be talked in the same. Uh, category as Paige and all those girls. Like I think she can at least keep up with them. The only thing that's silly about Cameron is she does that stupid rear view finisher where she basically just throws her butt at you. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, pretty much. If she somehow tweaked that to where that's not really something she does all the time, I think she could be taken more seriously as a woman's competitor. Right. But yeah. And uh, what what was the deal with um, Natalia and Tyson Kidd fighting? I mean, that's part of the total divas show or what was that all about yeah it seems like tyson kid is a bad husband at least that's the reality show part of it they're pushing down our throats and yeah you know i like the fact that tyson kid is getting on tv maybe it'll lead to more matches with him because he never wrestles televised matches unless yeah, it's NXT. That, that guy needs to get pushed into the big show oh the big show as in paul white <laughs> no i mean raw silly the big adjective show. All right, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, on main event as well, Tyson Kidd actually got a real-life match, and he fought against Kofi Kingston, and, uh, yeah, he beat Kofi Kingston. Good win. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully Tyson Kidd gets more TV time. Natalia gets more TV time as well, and and actually in matches. Let's hope that happens. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Natalia fan. I, I've always thought she's pretty good. And I'm just, I mean, she's Jim Neidhart's daughter, so that's always a plus. Go love Jim Neidhart. My only, I think she has talent. My only real beef with the segment is, you know, they're pushing this Natty Tyson drama, but it's during a yeah. Layla Rosa Mendez match. And, you know, good for those women for trying, but they're just not the most talented women on the roster. No, they're not. Yeah. I, pretty girls, but, you know. Yeah, I see Natalia there, Summer Rae on the outside, and like the most talented people aren't in the ring, and the people that probably should be managers and not in the ring are wrestling. And I don't, I shouldn't be so negative, but I feel like I, there should be better booking there. Yeah, because Natalia, I mean, she can honestly wrestle. She's a good wrestler. Oh yeah, she's as good as the best of them. Easy, one of the best wrestlers yeah. there. All right, but the only other thing I think we haven't talked about on this show is Brie Bella against another couple ladies. She had a handicap match, and she came on. Uh, do you like Brie Bella drama at all? Is this? Uh, do you care? <laughs> uh, I've always been kind of against the Bellas, but Brie and Nikki. But, I mean, here recently with her getting getting more involved with Stephanie McMahon and all that, I've, I've been giving her more of a chance, and I... But she she's interesting. She's she's a good character. I'm just more into you know some of the other female wrestlers. She's she's not one of my favorites, but she she is good. I'll give her that. She is good. Yeah, I think both the Bella girls, you know, they're not bad. And when they are in matches with talented wrestlers, they at the least keep up. Sometimes they really they really provide and add to the mix. 
Sorry. Yeah, she surprised me a few times here recently. Yeah, that triple threat match in Night of Champions with, uh, let's see, that was Nikki Bella in the match. That is she. We went over this already, but she really added to yeah. the match. I thought the match was better because she was in it. Yeah, I agree. But I, I don't really like the drama side of it. But I, that's that's been my beef for a while. I don't really like the reality TV drama of it, and that's just something I got to put up with, I guess. You think they do that just for ratings to get the fans of Total Divas to watch the show? Yeah, they know Total Divas makes money, so they want to support that show as possible. And good for them for having a, a, a successful show that's you know a success right. on its own. But and I said this the other day, I I dislike the fact that Raw sometimes is putting on a show to support Total Divas instead of the other way around. Uh, I wish right. the point of Total Divas was to get people back on the Raw bandwagon. Exactly, yeah. I agree. But that's my thoughts on that matter. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any uh, any classic matches or anything? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, was in Parkersburg Sunday. We didn't get to make it, but no. uh, Ted, we love you, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, hopefully we'll get him on the show. That would be fantastic. <laughs> well, <laughs> before we get going, though, I would like to point out, at least on the uh, my the, the sister podcast of this show SBP Wrestling in the next week yes. we should be having a huge guest and I mean like an important one of the best female wrestlers in, in, in on the planet today you remember as remember her as Karma from WWE you remember her as oh, absolutely. Yeah, Awesome Kong on TNA I think she goes by Amazing Kong on the indies but next week I Mitch Nicholson will be able to sit down and have an interview with her and it will be aired in full on SBP Wrestling. We got like 90 minutes on there, so we're going to we're going to air the full interview. We're going to try to get some sound bites, play them on this this very show as well. So tune in next week. You should hear some good stuff. And she's going to be challenging. Well, that's a must listen right there, folks. Absolutely. And I don't think I've told you this yet, but she's going to be challenging in Marietta, Ohio, against Sassy Steffi for Sassy Steffi's Remix Fury Championship. And we're actually going to uh-huh. be able to get some comments from Sassy Steffi as well. She has said that she'll come on the shows and talk with me a little bit. So next week is going to be an awesome week. We're going to have some big guests. It's it's going to do big things for us. And if all goes well, we will have Michael Cole's job by the end of the month. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would be scared if I were you, Michael. <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> we're coming for you. Okay, before... But no, that's some good interviews right there. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Like I said, we will air stuff on here. At the very least, some of the highlights from it, because it's, it's going to be like a 20, 30-minute interview, and this is only a 30-minute show, so we can't air everything. But we'll, we'll give you some of that. That's here. right. Uh, before we go, I want to mention that you can find... This podcast and plenty of other stuff from us online at MitchNicholson.com. I can be found on Twitter at MitchNicholson. Uh, Al, do you want to put out your home phone number and address while we're here? Yeah, my social. I'll throw my social out there, too. Right. You know, but, uh, okay. no, I, I plan to start. I'll try to get an article or two in this week if I can. Uh, if not, uh, you, know, you can always check me out on our podcast every week. Yeah, we will definitely be doing this every week. All right, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say have a good week. Uh, Al, you want to have the last word? Have a fantastic week.